to this edition of the ASHA podcast. I'm Fred Wyant, Director of Communications with the American Sexual Health Association, ASHA. In the last few years, ASHA has begun to look at sexual health a little differently, really more as an important part of overall health and well-being, and not just something to be neatly and precisely sequestered in its own very specific apartment. And along with that, we're learning more about the value of sexual pleasure. And here again, how pleasure is part of a happy, healthy life that extends beyond the bedroom. The big O is great, right? But there's really much more to sex and pleasure, and we're going to talk about all this in our episode today. As we're chatting with sexuality and relationship expert Dr. Logan Levkoff, and you may know Dr. Levkoff from her books, her Huff Poe columns, and many television appearances on shows like Good Morning America and Oprah. Dr. Levkoff, you're just about everywhere, it seems, and we're really glad you made some time for us today. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. How's that? <laughs> there you go. Well said. All right. So I want to start by asking you about the benefits of pleasure beyond the obvious, that it feels good. I mean, tell us about the, the mind-body benefits of sexual pleasure and satisfaction. I, I've heard it's even good for reducing stress and lowering blood pressure. Yes, absolutely. I think that one of our biggest challenges is that we, we think that, that pleasure is a superficial thing. I mean, it, important because it feels good to us and it connects us to partners, but we don't realize that it's so much bigger than that and impacts us holistically. So, yes, pleasure can relieve stress, help us sleep, relieve cramps. Um, make us feel better about our bodies, uh, connect us with people and our partners, it, make us understand more about how our body works, which translates into better partnered experiences and actually better sexual, physical health, too, because when we understand our body more, we're far more likely to take care of it. So I think that if we, if we reframe how we think about pleasure, the better off we'll all be, body, mind, and soul. Okay, so it sounds like I was going in the right direction, the mind-body connection. Um, let's, so let's talk a little bit. All right, so we've established that pleasure is a good thing, right? So let's talk about how to get more of it. Uh, <laughs> one of your books is titled How to Get Your Wife to Have Sex with You. So this is clearly an area you've tackled. Um, so how does one get their wife, their husband, their partner to have sex with them? <laughs> so yes, I mean obviously that that title was was deliberately meant to make people laugh and and was a a very um it's supposed to be funny and sometimes snarky take on the challenges that we have in long-term relationships, regardless of who we are partnered with or who we might identify as. But um, I, I do think oftentimes that there is a lot of work that needs to be done, not just what we do in our bedrooms or the places we're most, most likely to be sexual and intimate, but also even just before we even get there. I mean, so much of what... Uh, makes us feel good and makes us want to, to be physically intimate is feeling like we're respected, we're valued, we're appreciated. And that goes for all of us. That's, that's not something that's simply, you know, based on someone's sex or gender. Um, so, so much of, of getting to more pleasure in the bedroom is being a little bit more appreciative of who our partners are 
outside of the bedroom. I think that oftentimes in, in long-term relationships, affection and intimacy becomes fairly rote. You know, it's very routine. There's a peck on the cheek in the morning. Sure. You know, partners after a while talk at each other, not really to each other. The conversations aren't really, you know, deep. They're, they're fairly, um, you know, related to people's schedules and where someone's going to be and what they need to do. And none of that really makes us feel that great at the end of the day, does it? No, no. And you know, that's a perfect segue to what I'm going to call my next topic because I don't know that I've really got a question actually in here. Is more as just sort of rambling. So hopefully you'll bail me out. But where I was going <laughs> with this is, well, then what about looking at sex and pleasure in terms of quantity versus quality? I mean, having plenty of sex is one thing, right? But what about having better sex, more fulfilling sex? And it sounds like that's kind of where you were, maybe we could say we were going with that last bit. Yes, absolutely. We we tend to, you know, all of us, like, assume that, you know, more is obviously better. And, you know, for some people, that, that may be the case, but there is something about feeling fulfilled at the end. I mean, and, and having sexual experiences without physical pleasure at the end it doesn't really feel great. But really meaningful, fulfilling encounters that feel good to our body and, and also in some way, and I, I don't necessarily mean this has to be in a monogamous relationship, but, you know, experiences that that feel good head to toe you know typically lead to to more sex um but it's not so much about how many times someone you know or someone does it whatever it may be with a partner um first of all that puts a huge amount of pressure on a on a partnership it means we're constantly measuring ourselves and our relationships up to other people and the truth is is that people's needs and libidos and and what feels right to them, what's their norm or their couple norm is going to be different from, you know, household to household. So who am I to tell you what works for you? Um, you know, it should be every person for, you know, his or herself. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so let me just zig a little bit here. So what we've been talking about, my questions, I think have, have made an assumption that, you know, that somebody has a partner. Well, what about Finding a partner. I mean, I know there's there's a lot to negotiate in a world where we're. I mean, you, you just see in all the headlines. You know, we're too busy for sex. We're too stressed. Sure. It, it's a hyper partisan world. Everything's migrating online. The rules are all different, et cetera, et cetera. So, just any tips on finding a partner in this modern world? Yeah, and and I should I probably should have been clear that you know when when I when I use the term partner, I'm I'm a big believer in that you know any sort of interaction or encounter with another person is a relationship of sorts. It may not be the mm -hmm. capital R committed marital whatever we sure. want to call it, but you know any kind of connection. But you know for people looking for for a. a a partner, whether that's for a night or, you know, a month or beyond, I think the first thing we really need to do is think about what it is we, you know, not just what it is we really want out of that, that word partnership, but who we are. I think sometimes we try to fit ourselves into the mold that someone else, we assume someone else wants us to be, and that doesn't really feel fulfilling at the end of the day. So we have to take some accountability and say, look, this is who, this is who I am. This is what I want. Um, I don't want to apologize for it. I don't want to change myself and I want to be upfront about it. But oftentimes we find ourselves in patterns of playing other people's games or playing by someone else's rules. And in the end, if we treat any kind of relationship like a game, then inevitably there's going to be a winner and a loser. 
So finally, let's talk about a relationship with oneself. I want to touch on, quote, solo sex. I mean, we've talked about finding partners and having partners and having more or at least better sex with somebody else. But what about masturbation, whether we're in a relationship or not? Masturbation is a hugely important part of one's sexual experience throughout their lifespan um, and throughout all, all life cycles and relationship life cycles. There was always, and, and still a, a bit to this day, that, that it, it always shows up on some kind of you know, sitcom where someone's partner is masturbating and it becomes this huge discussion about, you know, is that cheating and why don't I do it for them and all this right. other, you know, silly stuff. Right. And the, the truth is masturbation isn't, isn't a measurement of whether or not someone is happy in their relationship. Sometimes it's simply a matter of just connecting with yourself for a moment, right? Like coming back to some baseline for you, relieving stress. It's easy. Sometimes we know that our partners aren't interested in being intimate at that very moment, right? But that shouldn't prevent us from, from having a moment. Sure. Um, and also just, you know, regardless of partner or relationship status, knowing that your body is not just capable of pleasure, but entitled to pleasure, regardless of who you may or may not be with, is a really important thing to remember. Someone else doesn't make us a sexual being. We're sexual regardless. We've been chatting with author and sexuality expert, Dr. Logan Levkoff. Thank you for your time today. This was, this was a lot of fun. You know, I, I, over the years, I've, I've listened to countless interviews that you've done with others. And I'm glad that I finally got to sit down with you myself. So thank you so much for being generous with your time today. Thank you so much, Fred. It was a great conversation and one that can certainly be continued for much more time. <laughs> oh, I'll take you up on that. Don't worry. <laughs> so find Dr. Levkoff online at loganlevkoff.com. That's L-O-G-A-N-L-E-V-K-O-F-F.com. And we'll link to that in the description of this episode on our podcast page. And thanks to everyone who comes to that podcast page. And if you download us on iTunes, we're going to have a lot more, so check back with us often. Uh, we're online at ashasexualhealth.org ourselves. And, of course, follow us on Twitter at InfoAsha. Uh, you can also sign up on the website to get our uh, our email updates. And when we produce new new resources like this podcast or Dr. Lefkoff, you will be the first to know. So get in on that. Until next time, this is Fred Wyan for ASHA. So long, everybody.